Hello out there in podcast line and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Hollywood, and I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts, Adam, introduce yourself. Ah, so excited. And Maestro. Hello! This week we're kicking off a new segment, or not a new segment, a new uh, themed month. There you go. In honor of the upcoming holiday Thanksgiving. Where the gang kick, picks a good movie that they are thankful for. I like how he uses the word gang. It's like Scooby-Doo. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get to be a uh, Scrappy? Scrappy? No, no. Scrappy's the bad guy. You're, you're the Scrappy's old man. Not, he, well, he's not He's not <laughs> the original. Yeah. They added him later. No, you're the old man that we reveal at the end of the episode. What? They would have got away with it if it wasn't for us meddling kids. No, I get away with it all the time. <laughs> And we, it would have been a logical episode if it wasn't for you damn maestros. Yeah. See? 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 I have to be with <laughs> no, no, the kids. No, You're the Harlem Globetrotters. Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> mm-hmm. that, just because that one special? For no reason, just showing up. Mm-hmm. There it is. Explain that. Nope. No explanation. Well, I was thinking, because you know how Scooby and Shaggy, they do those weird random things to hide from the monsters during the movie right. when they're trying to run away? Oh, then you'd That's be, just like you, me. You, you would be Scooby and Shaggy then. Yeah, I could be there. <laughs> At the same time. No, I need a, com- I need a compatriot. I need a comrade in arms. All right. Have Matrix. You, have you seen... <laughs> have you seen... Uh, I think in Walmart or Target, those uh, direct-to-DVD movies of Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo meets Dracula, Scooby-Doo meets, oh, yeah. oh, no. Scooby-Doo meets John Cena from WWE. What? Yes. yes. Yeah. Like, yes. like, they're just pairing Scooby-Doo up is it, with is everybody. It, is it real life or is it no, cartoon. cartoon? It's a cartoon. cartoon. Oh, my God. I actually am more uh, inclined, after watching all, the entire series of the old Scooby-Doo's, I actually watched the new series of Scooby-Doo's, and that's actually kind of funny because there's a lot of, like, little quippets and a lot of, uh, uh, like, like, jokes that you don't catch unless you're an adult. So, I understand why you like it then. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think you might like it actually. It's a little funny, right, well. and it does have that kind of like uh, feeling of the old Scooby Doo's as well. So it's kind of <laughs> cool. All right, Rutro. Up first is Adam's <laughs> pick for a movie he's thankful for. Yes, so and it's cool. he already said the name. It's 1999's The Matrix. Yeah, Adam. Very briefly, a couple sentences. Why did you pick The Matrix as uh, your thankful movie? Because I, I it's. It, it was mostly for nostalgia that I just I remember I this is the only movie I've seen multiple times in theaters. Okay. I saw I saw this five times when it came out. Holy shit. In theaters. In theaters. Did you pay for it or did you just like stay there yes. the whole day? No, I paid for it. I, but the one time that I saw it, it was supposed to be in the Mummy <laughs> Returns or whatever mummy movie was out at the time. I think it was the first Brendan Fraser mummy. Yeah. Okay. I went to see the mummy and then the Matrix started playing. I was like, ah, oh, score. Because <laughs> I went with some friends. They wanted to watch it. And like, oh, Matrix is so much better. This will be my third time watching it, guys. <laughs> and it, just, it showed the whole, because oh, for people that hadn't seen the movie yet, mm-hmm. it, it showed the opening sequence when Trinity was kicking everybody's ass. And then it cut like, oh, sorry, guys. I'm our mistake. And then put the mummy on. I was like, ah. Yeah. But I also thought, all you motherfuckers are going to watch the Matrix now. Mm-hmm. Just based on that opening sequence. Oh, that's a very similar to uh, the trivia I found. Okay. We'll get there when I get there. All right. Let me uh, conduct some normal uh, business. All right. This movie was directed by the Wachowskis, formerly the Wachowski brothers. Because they, they were during this movie, the brothers. They were brothers. Yeah. And then one of them had a sex change operation. She's Lana Is Wachowski. That true? Yeah, that's true. I had uh, Wow. Yeah. That's why they're referred to as the Wachowskis instead of the Wachowski brothers. Because one of them is a woman now. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's new information. I think her name's Lana. She has pink hair. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. going for it. Didn't uh, see that one. <laughs> this movie stars Keanu Reeves. 
he's back. Yeah. John Wick. Mm. After John Wick. Lawrence Fishburne, he's yes. back. Event Horizon. Oh. Another movie you love, Adam. Absolutely. Uh, Jack Crawford. Yeah, man. Another movie you Manable. like. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Sure. <laughs> she, <laughs> I, I was in love with her because of this movie, but uh-huh. then she kind of disappeared. Except for in... Memento. Memento. Yeah. Yep. Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith. Yeah, great. Or Red Skull or... or um, the, uh, the King of the Elves. Yeah, something. Alderaan. Yeah. Hey, yeah, there it is. Or Megatron. He was Megatron? He's the voice of Megatron. He didn't even have the accent. I know, and Hollywood just uh, hit me with this other one that he was in, the uh, uh, which Maestro has the facial hair for. Viva Viva Vendetta. Vendetta. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's V. Yeah, he's V. Yeah, I, I had no idea. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. It makes I, me more excited. If you watch a, if, well, if you watch a clip on YouTube again, you... When he does the the when he first meets Natalie Portman, the vivarious, vicocious. You'll, oh, you'll hear his voice. Yeah, you'll hear his voice. Oh, okay. Oh, I gotta watch it again. Now. And that's uh, pretty good. Last cast member of note is uh, Joey Pants, Joe Pantaleone. Love that guy. Love that guy. Anything he does, I love it. Sopranos. Yep. Tony Waxham himself. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Uh, synop- let me do a brief synopsis. U.S. Marshals, I think, was one of my favorite and ones. And The Fugitive. Yeah. He's part of that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let me do a brief synopsis. A computer hacker learns from mysterious rebels about the true nature of his reality and his role in the war against its controllers. So very brief. They don't give away anything, which anything. that's a good synopsis. I, I guess. I, mean, I feel like it's too brief because I feel like that's it does, it, that doesn't make me interested in what it is based on just that alone. Okay. Well, I feel like just like... Um, Getting curious enough is enough. Yeah, but you don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Like if you show someone, like like if you ever show this to your daughter, you don't want to tell her everything. No, like you want her. To, I want exactly. her to know nothing about so it. That's yeah, why. The I want her to say, works. who's that? That's Keanu Reeves, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I want. I want, okay. I want that much level of uh-huh. naivete coming yeah. into this movie. Real quick, have you guys ever seen this before? Oh, yes. God. You were Multiple born in the eighties, therefore you were a teenager <laughs> in the nineties. So yes, you've seen this movie. Yes, yes. But I never got a trench coat for that reason. I, I got a trench coat. I, I was Neo for Halloween. Uh, maybe three years after this movie came out. Okay, Adam, this is sort of your episode. Yeah. Do you want to do this where we break it down scene by scene or just talk about stuff about uh, the Matrix? How do you want to do this? Well, I I, I think scene by scene because okay. it just it, chronologically. You want to relive it. I, I, I want to go. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to feel like I'm watching it again right in now. Your, in your head with a smile yeah. on your face so and your pants down. So, so much. What? Oh. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think you noticed behind the desk. This is awkward. <laughs> Why don't you start us off, Adam? All right. Opening scene. Comes in good. Well, this, this the, is the first thing you've seen. Yeah. Good, that's it. <laughs> it's just, no, okay. Well, well the, fir- the first thing you hear is, is the phone conversation between Trinity and, uh, and Cypher, where they're talking about, hey, I'm in the Matrix. It's cool, whatever. Very vague, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, then you see Trinity. Uh, she's. Uh, there's, there's God. This is so good. It's already good. This, this is the, this is probably one of the best opening scenes ever in any movie because it just it instantly hooks you right in. Yep. That this is gonna be, this is gonna be an adventure, guys. Yeah, it's a black real, spandex. Real quick, Adam, before you, you, uh, bust a nut. Yeah, here <laughs> again. Too late. Your, your rule for uh, the world and rules. Yeah. How did, how did, this movie did an amazing job. Okay, so of w- setting up the, the world. So as long as. The rules are set up yes. and they follow it. Yes. It's believable. Th- this, I think, is the best example that we have on spoilers so far. Okay. Probably any movie I've ever seen. Uh-huh. That it sets up the rules, follows the rules. It just it creates a world. Mm-hmm. You live in it and you are part of it. And it's just, everything is just amazing. Okay. Except for one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Already starting? What, yeah. what, what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> I'm messing with you. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 
Well, I do have a question though. Okay. Where do they get those phones? Because I've been looking for those phones. They don't. They don't. Well, they. Okay. <laughs> they, oh my god. They uh, they did make some that were similar to that. The reason why they couldn't make those phones is because the batteries were so corrosive, and it just it, it, the batteries would explode. Oh, uh, I, I was dating a girl at the back in the day, around the time this movie came out. She had one of those phones. It wasn't the same kind of phone, but it was the kind sliders. of phone that it slid down, uh-huh. and they eventually got recalled because the batteries were exploding on people. But the the ba- they actually made the, these kinds of phones back in the Matrix time in Japan. But they 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 were so shitty with with uh, uh, battery life that they would die very quickly. Uh-huh. So they didn't catch on. I see. But I did look it up a lot when the movie came out because you wanted because I phone. goddamn I wanted one of those phones. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, it opens up. I'm so excited about this movie. Uh, Trinity is in. She's in a room. She just got off the phone with Cipher. The, you saw the opening, or you heard the opening phone call. Mm-hmm. And then agent, uh, the agents show up. You know who they are yet, but they're just agents. And uh, the cops being a dick about like, hey, we got this. This one chick, we can handle one chick. And he's like, no, your men are already dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then it, it, it goes up to Trinity. They bust in the room. She's just sitting there, sit, uh, not even facing the cops. Just like, mm-hmm. all right, you got me. She gets up, kicks the chair, does a thing, and, th- and th- uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time where this type of shot was made, where it's like stop frame, camera comes around you in in, in real time? Yeah, this movie, this really, this movie really set the bar for other action movies. Uh, the bullet time sequences. Yes. The the there were other movies that incorporated like wire. Right, yeah. like her crawling up the wall yes. to, to punch him. That's wiring. That's been right. done. That's yeah. been done before, but not like years. this. Never no, like this. Not like oh, this. Yes. Just like this. Well, no. The, I'm not talking about Japanese movies. What? Or this, Chinese movies. This may- <laughs> or whatever, whatever kung fu stuff that you got. Whatever, <laughs> crushing tiger, hitting bullshit. No, no, no. This, this is this, this is, made it popular yeah. to the mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Marshall. I got a little, I got a little rough on you. <laughs> Put your pants back on. <laughs> Yeah, so you get the she jumps up and just like the the uh, Karate Kid crane pose almost. Mm-hmm. Stop! Camera comes all the way she's around her, hanging in the air. Yes, yeah. oh beautiful. When I first saw that, I was just like, oh, that is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And she just like kills everybody in the room, uh-huh. and then starts running, and the agents start chasing her, and just it was it was this was this was such a great way to start the movie. Just the action kicks in right away. And she, so she's running and she, she jumps across a roof. You see this almost supernatural type of thing. Instantly setting up the rules from the beginning. She jumps, flies across the roof. The agent jumps. Even the cops are like, whoa, that's not possible. His jump is different than hers because yeah. Yeah. when she jumps, she like glides and does like a backflip. Right. Whereas when the agent jumps, he just, oop. Right. Vertical. Yeah. Boom. Boom. He lands. just lands straight down. He lands like the Hulk just came down from uh-huh. outer space type of thing. Which is like, it's just like, I, okay, I, I'm going, I go back to the first time I saw this. Because uh-huh. I saw it again last night for the first time in maybe five years. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I just, I had forgotten how amazing this movie was. Because we talked about this a little before the podcast. Yeah. That the last, the second two movies after this, it just really, it just took a swan dive and it was like, uh-huh. ah. I still enjoyed it because it, it ruined was, this one. Absolutely. Absolutely it did. So for the same reason, I think that you hadn't watched in a while. I was like, "All right, the last two are man." I, yeah. st- I still remember the first one being better, uh-huh. but I always apologize for the second two <laughs> when I talk to people about uh-huh. how good the Matrix is. That agent's jump, the way he jumps straight up, it reminds me of a uh, the Simpsons episode where the baseball player, the Mr. Burns, gets the ringer team for the softball league, hmm. so he gets pro baseball players. Okay, and Daryl Strawberry's playing um, right field, and Mr. Burns tells him, "Strawberry." Cat, uh, he goes, Strawberry, catch that home run. And he goes, sure thing, Skip. No, no, no. That's not it. <laughs> Sorry. I messed that up. Um, There's a fly ball. And Homer's like, I got it. I got it. And Strawberry, he's like, I got it. Oop. 
and he just go, he just jumps <laughs> straight in the air and he's up there for three seconds and he just lands with the ball. Got it. Wow. That's, that's what this agent oh, okay. jump reminds me of. <laughs> Sorry, I fucked that up. That's what Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. So and then uh, again, it, it's 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 alluding to things that you're gonna find out later. But she's running around. She eventually. She sees the phone booth. She's talking to, uh, I think it's a uh, APOC on the phone, trying mm-hmm. to like, where, how to get out of here, and like, there's a phone over there. So she sees the phone booth. This, uh, this, this like dump truck, the kind of truck that uh, John McClane drove through the reservoir in, uh, in uh, Land Hard Three. Yeah, told you you never needed help. <laughs> it's, it's that kind of truck. It kind of turns around, faces the phone booth, and it starts charging the phone booth. She runs to the phone booth, gets inside, and this, at this point, you're thinking like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. And then she answers the phone. It breaks the phone apart through half the wall, and then they they come out. Oh, she made it out. And you're like, what? What does that mean? What does that even mean? She made it out. Uh-huh. So it's, you, it's, it's instantly it, it, action, curiosity, everything. You, you're entrenched right away at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. Logic has no boundaries. No, not yet, not, not yet. yet. But not at this yet. point, you're just like you're trying to figure out what is happening. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out what the movie is. Yes. And then they go on to start explaining it little by little in the best way possible. Take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Then, okay. Put then, your pants back on. Right, sorry, sorry. Then, okay. Then it cuts. Then it cuts to uh, to Neo or uh, to to Keanu Reeves in his uh in his apartment. Mm-hmm. He's browsing the internet for whatever. He gets a knock at the door. Uh, or no, his on his the computer comp- they tell him yes. follow the white rabbit. Yes. First, his computer gets hacked. Hello, Neo. I'm like what? Mm-hmm. And I I don't remember uh, where I was at this point as far as my technology goes, but I feel uh-huh. like that's that wasn't a far fetched thing to happen. No. Well, weren't they using his? Wasn't it still on DOS? Wasn't it? He was using DOS. Yeah, it, it was a DOS prompt. It, it was it was it was green DOS prompt, which yeah. DOS it was a white thing back in then. Uh, maybe he had a some sort of Linux filter or mm. shell that he was running. Because everyone likes the green in that movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, by the way, that's my, that was my desktop for a very long time. The Matrix code. I know. Even to this day, at, at work, one of my computers is Matrix uh, mm. slash Doctor Who thing that I put together. But, but anyway. Is it coding that spells out uh, who? Ooh. I, I, it will be now. Okay. <laughs> it will be now. Uh, yeah, so anyway. So this part was a little This was a little weird. Watching it now, I'm watching with my spoilers goggles on. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. So th- th- there were certain things that I was kind of like, uh, what's that about? Mm-hmm. But back then, I was, just, I, was totally, I was totally bought in. Yeah. But uh-huh. now... This guy's a this guy's a computer hacker. Yeah. We, we got that. Real quick, Adam. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. Oh, please. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of talking in this episode, so jump in anytime you can. Maybe you should get my copy for the <laughs> Ron Tomatoes. <Okay. laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, this is 1999. Yeah. How old were you when you started leaving the Christian bubble for movies and stuff? Uh, it was right at the beginning of high school. So 02 minus 4. So 98. Okay, so you're out of the bubble with I'm, the Matrix I'm, I'm, in 99. This is, yes, yes. Okay, just checking. Just the checking. bubble's busted. He's in midair flying around. Okay. The bubble to... busted probably in 98. Okay. It wasn't probably until around this time that it was like starting to really like yeah, see the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, okay. So he's a hacker, right? Yeah. He's a computer hacker. He, uh, this guy comes to pick up a program from him on a disc. Uh, why, why why shouldn't it be like a torrent file? <laughs> because or, torrents weren't uh, like that big thing back then. I'm sure they had to have been. Or you, or at least on have a that thumb drive. drive. Yeah. Well, not, I don't know like, about not, that like, either. It should, this should not have been a face to face meeting. Is, is, oh is yeah, the that's thing. true. That that's that, that's that's my main graph about this one scene. 
It should not have been a face-to-face meeting exchanging. Here's a disc uh-huh. that is going to do whatever crazy shit I program for you. <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not exactly sure about that because you know how um a lot of the programs require like a, a an, an exe file in order to discover right. prompt, right? Yeah, but you can install that on your own disk at home. Unless, of course, the server is uh, integrated where it doesn't go outside into the internet. It's all inside. Then you have to literally put it in physically. Right, but even so, you can give them the files and they can burn it on their own disk. Anyway, as someone who doesn't know computers, I don't know what the fuck you guys know. <laughs> well, you, the reason I own a Mac is because I don't have to deal with it. Well, oh, I see. <laughs> well, what I'm trying to explain is that, like, if let's say a company has like their own um, internet service just as, just it, for the company, an intranet, intranet. I do oh, know that. Yeah. I do know that. You, man. So it's basically it's not connected to outside, but uh-huh. you can share within computers yeah. on the inside. Yeah. So in order to integrate something new. You'd have to get something physically from the outside and plug it into one of the computers. Okay. Right, but those are files put on a disk. Yes, I can. I can email you the files. You can put them on your own disk and then take that disk to your work. But also back then, the emailing was a lot slower too. Oh, uh, um, but if this is a code, all right, we're getting way too nerdy about this technical. Yeah, co- co- lines of code are, are text files. Yes, it should be very small in size. Unless, of course, it's a really big program. Right, but it's the lines of code. I mean, we're talking. Uh, we're, all right. uh, for a program, lines of code, there's a cl- quite a bit amount of coding just for a program to do something. Yeah, but it's not going to be over like what, a couple megabytes. You don't know. Back that. in those days, a megabyte was huge. Yeah, but then again, the, the, the freaking the two and a half, the two and a half floppy disk, they they held one point something, one point two megabytes. One point six. One point. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, or okay, like the same way CDs now hold eight hundred, but it's not really eight hundred. It's more like seven forty. It was like there were two megabyte disks that hold held one point six on it. Yeah, we had a format without, for basically. Yeah. yeah, without the, the the programming software on there to actually have the disk connect and whatever. Oh, totally relevant. Why are we getting up on this? There's so much other good things to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you pick up the thing, and the, the the prompt on his computer said, "Follow the white rabbit." Yeah. And so uh, they come up, and he's like, uh, "Oh, thanks, man. You're my own personal Jesus Christ. It's cool. Uh, you want to come with us to the party because you look like you're whiter than usual." Which I don't know. Whatever. Paler. Yeah, paler. Fine. And then uh, the girl turns. She's got a white rabbit on her. Tattoo on her shoulder, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll go." And this is Keanu Reeves still doing his non-acting type of thing. Uh-huh. And this is a good role for him because it didn't require a lot of emotion. Yeah, uh, much, much like uh, what's the movie he did that with no emotion? John Wick, mm. Johnny Mnemonic. Mm. I don't know. Really, Johnny Mnemonic? Right, come on, why not? I don't Speed, the part where he had to like carry a chip in the back of his head. I don't, I don't remember. There was a movie that he was like Speed? supposed no. to be non-emotional. That was a Christian oh, Bale, though. The day it? the Earth stood still. Oh yeah, that was it. Oh, it was the War of the Worlds. No, no. that was Tom Cruise. That's Tom Cruise. The right. day the Earth stood still. Yeah, the one where he's an alien mm-hmm. robot. Oh, okay. and he has yes. no emotions. Yes, that's what it was. Uh-huh. Perfect. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well done, Hollywood. Well done. I, yeah, good, good, good. So, but he's, he's still kind of like he's still kind of dry in his delivery. A lot of lines here. That's, mm-hmm. that's what, the only real bad thing about the movies. He's he's being Keanu Reeves the way we know him as not really doing mm-hmm. so much acting. Well, it does also look, make play the part because he's antisocial. Absolutely. So that might actually help with what he's doing. Yeah. So he goes. He goes to the club, and uh, this is like a BDSM club of some kind because they're they're playing that 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 uh, like House uh, Das Boot. Das Boot. No, it's a Rob Zombie song. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, okay. It's Dracula. Dig through the ditches and burn through the wind. Yeah. Dracula. Director of Halloween. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she shows up, and um, this uh, okay again. Spoilers, goggles. Uh, oh no. She she walks up. I know you, Neil. Oh, oh. How, how do you know that name? I'm Trinity. Wait, the Trinity? He's like, ah, come on. 
If somebody introduces themselves as Trinity, you're not going to in- instantly go into your database of like, <laughs> wait, could that be a hacker also? <laughs> okay, but still, still fine. Maybe he's such a hacker file that uh, he, that's the only association he has. So he, she tells him, like, I know what keeps you up at night. I know you've been searching for, uh, you've been searching for you too. Uh, do you, you've been looking for the answer to the question. You know what the question is? Can a cat play chopsticks on the piano? <laughs> I hope that was awkward for all of you at home that it was, it was that we tried to make it for my show. <laughs> the question: What is the Matrix? That was another. That's another thing that I had in my mind. Like, what? What? How? What is? How? How does he have any concept of what the Matrix actually is? What? What? What is making him have a question about what is the Matrix? Maybe by communicating with Morpheus. Well, he hasn't communicated with it yet. Well, maybe not. Maybe through, uh, yeah, messages. through their little, through yeah, their little messaging. Maybe he mentions the Matrix somehow. See, but that, that was also the question that I've, I, it's burning on my mind since I watched it last night. Like you could have the question of what something's wrong with the world. There's something happening, but to give it a name, the Matrix. What is the Matrix already? It seems like there's something. There's a lot of backstory here that we don't know about for yeah. Neo to get to the point where he's asking, "What is the Matrix?" But again. There's too much other good things to focus on to mm-hmm. dwell on that. So moving on. Uh, now he uh, the, the club music s- perfectly syncs up with his alarm clock. He wakes up late for work because mm-hmm. he was at a club all night. And then he gets to work and uh, there's the boss uh, talking to him like, uh, Mr. Anderson, you have this uh, problem with authority. You don't believe that the rules apply to you. Well, uh, you can get to work on time or you can find yourself on the job. Yeah, totally fine. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Uh it's fine. He goes back to his desk. He gets a package from a guy. Uh, it's a cell phone. It's a cell phone inside a package. Is the other Morpheus, end. Yes. Like, uh, they're coming for you, Neo. I don't know what they want, but they're coming for you. Mm-hmm. Where? Stand up. Stands up. Sees the agents. Oh! Freaks out. <laughs> Whoa! What are they going to do? Oh, my God. What? Oh! What are they? I don't know. You okay? Yeah. Well, yeah. That was, that was his reaction. It was just like a little too much freaked mm-hmm. out. But then again, I was I, I, I tried to have a problem with it because I have the spoilage goggles on, but I'm thinking also, you're a hacker. Crazy hacker. You see guys in suits coming for you? That's a big fucking deal. Yeah. So Morphe's like, all right, follow my directions. We'll get you out of here. Go to the office. Go outside. You got to climb around the building to get to the roof, and to then the, you'll be safe. The scaffold. Yeah. And uh, he freaks out. I can't do it. No, I can't do it. So he ends up getting taken by the agents. And this scene was directed pretty pretty fucking oh, good, amazing. dude. And it was the way they edited it and the way they used the camera angles and yes. everything, it was very good. So good. This this was a spoofed in Chappelle show. Oh was it? Do you remember did you ever see the Chappelle show? I, I feel like I've seen every single episode a couple where, times. Yeah, they spoofed this where uh this white guy gets a phone and he's like, Turn left Neo and he turns and then he walks in and then uh he goes, Morpheus and it cuts to Dave Chappelle on his desk. He goes, Nah nigga, it's oh, me, yeah. Earl. Yeah. I needed your stapler. <laughs> Hello, dum dum. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I do remember that. <laughs> so many, so many scenes from this movie were parodied or copied in other movies. Th- this like instantly the, became like, a huge like pop her, culture yeah, landmine. Her jump, the bull- landmark, the bullet time sequence. Like so many things in this movie were 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 copied. Yeah, were pioneered from this by this movie. Yeah, because yeah. this this was like a, a huge milestone mm-hmm. for everything. American action, for that matter. Yes, yeah. absolutely. This made. I feel like if this movie hadn't happened, Keanu Reeves wouldn't be as big as he is. He was in Speed. Yeah, but that and Speed is a different point. kind of movie than this. And Point Break, yeah. right? 
But then he would not be Ronin uh, 27. He would not be John Wick. Sure? He would not be Day After Tomorrow or whatever they comes for. Are you Alien, sure? The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah, yeah, that one. Are you sure this is the linchpin for He would be Constantine. Is... Yes. This made him an action guy. Speed was an action movie, but it was he wasn't like an action. He wasn't Bruce Willis level of action. Are you sure? Yeah, absolutely, I'm sure. Well, this movie made him famous again. Yeah. Because okay. he was famous from Speed, but like this movie made him famous like again. Like this mm. made it, this rose him up another level. Yeah, this, this mm. was a double down moment. Yeah. Well, he wasn't Devil's Advocate, right? That's a good. That, I think we should do that at some point. That's that's another. I well, uh, yeah, okay. And Johnny Mnemonic, right? But, but those weren't the level of the Matrix. The Matrix yeah. was like this is a whole new stratosphere. Yeah, this this, this is this <laughs> is his Die Hard for Bruce Willis. Uh huh. Bruce Willis was doing movies before Die Hard. Are you sure? I think of like John Wick's more like that. No. no. Get out of here. What? John Wick and no, leave. I want you to leave. Why? John Wick's a great movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, it was, but th- that, that, that was not his breakout role that made him like this awesome guy. He got John Wick because of The Matrix. I know, but he's going to be doing a lot better acting, I'm guessing, from John Wick. And it is a one, a lone man kind of a killing machine. Yeah. yeah. It, it does follow a lot more of the rules that, um, that, uh, McClane had. Because he's gonna be—he's uh, basically a dude by himself, right? But then you get to four and five, and you kind of ruin the Die Hard franchise, uh, much as like two and three did for Matrix. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, he gets a call from Morpheus. He goes out. He—he uh, is he, a great scene in, inside the interrogation room. Where it's like, all right, you do all these things. There's two lives you have, Mister Anderson. You have a uh, one where you're—you're you're, you're Thomas Anderson. You pay your taxes. You have a prestigious job at a company. Uh, you help your landlady carry out her garbage. Uh, other one is Neil. You're a hacker. Blah blah blah. Uh, we'll make this all go away if you just give us Morpheus. And it's, it's one of my favorite lines as a kid. Because, again, I'm still like just barely popping the bubble of my, my Christianity. Uh-huh. Sounds like a great idea or a great deal. I got a better one. How about I give you the finger, wah, flaps it out. And I get my phone and call. And you give me my phone call. How could you? You disappoint me, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. How, how good is a phone call if you can't yeah. talk? If you're unable to speak. <laughs> and then his mouth gets like yeah. almost glued shut, right? And he's like, and they throw him on the table, and they uh, put uh, this like tracker, tracker, which it looks like a fucking scorpion, right? Goes down his belly button. He wakes up like, Ooh! yeah. Well, what happened? Where am I? Like, all right. Then uh, gets a call from Trinity. Hey, uh, come meet us over here. Yeah. All right. You got it. Going to go meet him in the car under all bridge. Right. This this movie had so many awesome things. Uh-huh. It just made me like I want these things to be part of my life. Uh, the the, fir- the first part well, uh, was, was, was was trench coats. Uh, uh, here here the phone the the flip phone that he gets the mm-hmm. one that pops out oh that slides down that slides down uh-huh. amazing. And then now the, this is the first time I ever saw again probably because of the bubble the uh, the suicide doors on the car. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Where the, the, the front mm-hmm. the front and back door open uh, away from each other or scissor doors whatever mm-hmm. you call them. I was like that's amazing. I'm just thinking like that's. Everything about this movie is like that's cool. I want it. That's cool. I want it. And we get. Well, I'll get to more of those as as it comes up. But he he gets in the car and they're. Uh, hey, you want to see? Uh, you got to trust us. And he's try- about to leave. Ah, I'm not going to leave. And they pull the they pull the thing out of him. The, uh, the tracker. The tracker. They go. Oh, Jesus Christ! The thing's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they toss it out. They they go they go to meet Morpheus. And then you walk in to Morpheus, just being fucking badass as hell, just standing there, trench coat, arms behind his back. And the glasses, another thing I wanted. Oh, yeah. The glasses that, with that no... That pinch your nose. Yes. There's no uh, things that go behind your ears. I don't, know, I don't know what we call those. Ear ear things. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Because I feel like you know fashion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, uh, Morpheus gives a whole speech about uh, the Matrix. He's being very cryptic and like he's he's being the kind of character that you would expect to like. Uh, I have all the answers, but I can't tell you the answers. You have to come to the answers on your own. Yeah. So. It's like like a therapy session. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna ask you questions to dive deeper into your own psyche, so you can figure out the answers on your own. So that's that's this whole thing about the uh, the Matrix, and and he does okay. Oh, do you have you have a line? Do you have an exact? This, this is this is another this is another thing that was kind of from the first time I watched it. This uh-huh. bugged me. Okay, when he's doing he's doing the pill sequence. It was like you have the uh, the blue pill where you uh, you wake up in your bed, everything you forget, whatever, and then you get the red pill. This will and you see how far deep the rabbit hole goes. Mm-hmm. The way this was shot, he's got the glasses on. Oh yeah! In the right hand, and you the see, reflection of the glasses—they do not match up. Yeah, because if if you look at him straight on, uh-huh. his hands are right next to each other. Yeah, like maybe there's like a half an inch in between the two hands. Mm-hmm. But then you see the reflection in the glasses, and they're far apart. <laughs> like no, not accurate. I remember that was I, the first time I watched. It, I was like, nah, that's not how that's not how reflections work. <laughs> but it's like, oh, but it's still kind of cool. So it moves on. He takes the he takes the he takes the red pill. Uh, and then they, they set him up in the chair, and this is, this is when you first see uh, you first see uh, Apoc and and Switch and Cipher, and, and they're all, and they're all sitting there, and he sits in the chair. He looks at the mirror that's cracked. It starts it melds together. It's, again, that that was like was that, I feel like that was groundbreaking uh, effects. No, um, uh, the Abyss and T Terminator Two did oh, like yeah. liquid liquidy oh, effects yeah, 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 like T2. that. Okay, yeah. I, I never saw the Abyss, but yeah, T Two, you're right. The Abyss is really good. Yeah, that that the Abyss. The the CGI that was created in the Abyss set the groundwork for all the modern CGI we have now. Mm. James Cameron did the Abyss, okay. so so all the liquid metal, the T one thousand effects of of the the liquid aspect of it was first created in the Abyss. Oh, okay, so all that stuff so the was Abyss already, was first. Yeah, the Abyss was in the eighties. Oh, that, that was an old movie. Yeah, yeah that was in the eighties. I watched that like four or five times. Mm. Yeah, in theaters. No, uh, at home yeah, on HBO. Yeah. All right, so not that good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> okay, I was a kid too. I saw Matrix. All right. The abyss was made in the eighties, man. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so I got the big glasses. Hollywood. All right. They're now, called temples, by the way. What? The parts that, that Morpheus did not have on his glasses—they're called temples. The part of the that's, glasses? That—that's what the part of the glasses that go yes. over your ear is called. This part right here, the part that um, the part connects- that extends from the rim. Yes. That's called temples. Yes. Oh. oh. Okay. And then the, from there, it connects to the temples and the earpiece. It's ear like piece. the little plastic piece, and the shoelaces are called. Scroll text, moving Islets. on. All right. Scroll <laughs> yeah, text, all right. Anyway. moving on. Now, another, another question I have, when I had from the beginning, and I have again still <laughs> as I watch this. Uh-huh. He, he ends up, he goes, he, the, the liquid metal thing, it takes over his body, uh-huh. and he gets, he wakes up in that pod, mm-hmm. and then a machine comes and it unhooks the things from him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is this is this part of the resistance? Is is this the Nebuchadnezzar, which we find out later is the name of the ship? That's that how you Morpheus, pronounce the name, Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. There's also a book in the Bible or a king in the Bible, yeah, called Nebuchadnezzar, which is another again I, I relate to because of my my bubble. Yeah, yeah, but is is that the Nebuchadnezzar unhooking him? No. no, 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 no. This is like a drone unhooking him. Yeah, which I don't understand if 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 if, if right if the computers. See a guy who woke up, wouldn't they be like, kill him? Right, or, exactly. Well, this, this is the thing. But they just it. unhooked him, like, all right, see well, ya. This is the oh, thing. you woke up. I guess we got to unhook you now. The, the, when I saw it, the logic And behind, flush you down. Okay. Yeah. This My logic behind this when I saw it was basically they have so many uh, replacement batteries. Oh, yeah, that's true. That it doesn't matter. Because they fields. Exactly. Of so babies. What they, yeah. So what they do is they just dump it into the waste. That's basically what we do to batteries, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because if you, uh, if you watch, uh, the the fourth movie in this installment, the Animatrix, where it, it shows a bunch of uh, 
like little short stories of you, people yeah. waking themselves up from the Matrix. So I guess this could have been one of those like, oh, this guy woke up. Unplug him, flush him out. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, good. Good. Answers. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Makes sense. See, I'm not going to like go directly against you through the whole movie. That's I don't fine. have the no, logic behind it. Good, good, good. He wakes up in a pod and like <laughs> he's like in – it's almost like a tower. Like a tower of pods and there's yeah. like lightning and – yeah. Let me let me pause this for a second. Okay, I saw this movie in, with my mom. Oh, she's like, I heard about this Matrix movie, and that was the first time I saw it was with her. I've uh, up until two years ago, I've never had a good experience watching movies with my mom. Oh, because she, because she because she she was a bus driver. Well, now she's a train driver for MTA. Okay, out here, and she has weird hours. So all their movies, I remember her taking me to in the theaters. She would either a fall asleep or okay. just hate them. The only movie we actually liked together when I was a kid was Toy Story. Mm. She took me to see The Mask. She fell asleep. Oh. Dick Tracy. She fell asleep. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2. Uh, Secret, Secret of the Ooze. She fell asleep. Uh, so wow. every movie she's ever taken me to, she either hates them or falls asleep. Okay. She took me to see Robocop 3 and I had the stomach flu and I threw up all over the theater. <laughs> like, I've never had a good experience. So I'm thinking, okay, okay maybe you The Matrix. a chunk? Yeah. <laughs> this scene where he wakes up. And he's covered in ooze yeah. or whatever the fuck that shit is. Yeah. And he looks down. There's all this crazy, like, fucking metal all over, like, weird-looking metal. My mom, she whispered to me. She's like, um, is this movie almost over or something? Like, what? She, yeah, she was, like, immediately out of the movie. Like, it was too unbelievable for her. You know, my mom had the same thing. <laughs> she, she, she doesn't want she to was, watch The Matrix. She was, automa- she was automatically bored, and she was like, eh, I don't get it. Like, the whole time, she never understood what was happening. The only movie, remember I said it was two years ago? Yeah. The only movie we actually had a good experience in, where we both walked out of there awake and <laughs> liking it, was The Escape. Was No, no, no. Uh, the Last oh, wow. Stand. The Schwarzenegger movie where he's the sheriff and the guy is going oh, to Mexico yeah, yeah. in the fast car. Really? Yeah. That was the only movie we've ever seen in theater where where like she liked it and I liked it. Huh. And we both stayed awake. Did that have the, the lazy eye guy? Lazy eye guy. The um his eye is part is a character in, in Repo Man. Repo Man. Oh, um What's his name? <sighs> he's he played in um Phone Booth. He also played uh Colin Farrell? No, no. the black dude. Oh, Forrest Whitaker? Forrest there you go, yeah. Yeah, he was the FBI agent. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was exhausting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. my mom was instantly turned off in this scene. Okay. When she saw the pods and she was like, I don't get it. Yep, same thing with my mom. She didn't like the pods. Like, oh, this is kind of gross. She, she was out. Not so much my mom being gross. She was just like, I don't get it. What she, the hell's? She's like, what the hell's happening? Oh, okay. See, my mom, my mom doesn't like sci-fi stuff in general. Okay. I I got her on board with Ant Man. Mm-hmm. It was kind of sci-fi, mm-hmm. Marvel-y. She she was on board with that because it was a lot, it was a lot of comedy and stuff in it. Because Paul Rudd's a funny guy, and Michael Douglas. She's like, oh, I like that guy. What, what about your mom, Maestro? She she, yeah, like she the enjoyed Matrix? it. Yeah, okay. yeah. She liked it. she likes the martial arts. So cool. she's like right in there with me. Oh yeah, this was a good martial mm-hmm. arts movie. Yeah, she's she's part of the martial arts family line. So yeah, Makes cool. Sense. Cool. So the Neb- Nebuchadnezzar whatever Nebuchadnezzar picks him up. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, and then um, he sees. Uh, Oh, by the way, we should mention he was plugged in through the back of his head, and he had all these tubes and stuff going through his body. Yeah. So the Matrix was feeding him; it was keeping him alive. Right. Yeah. It was like a crazy intravenous type of system. Yeah. That also sucked off the electricity that he comes out. Uh-huh. That, was, that was part of the speech we get from Morpheus when he's first explaining the Matrix to Neo, mm-hmm. which is the next scene. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Because they go in their in their testing. Pro- what is that called? 
they said this isn't the Matrix, but it's their own program that they yeah. that they practice in. Yeah. It's like a practice arena. Right. Yeah. And that's where he explains the origin of the Earth. Right. He says that at one point in the late 20th century, all of mankind was peaceful. Yeah. And we built machines. We built we, AI. We were so, yeah, we were so prideful. Oh, this is another thing. It's like, so we built AI and, and Neo, uh, computer hackers like, you mean artificial intelligence? Yeah. No, you, you fucking better know that. Well, I think it's for the audience. I know. Yeah. I know. But it's still kind of like, come on. Come on, Neo. <laughs> but, but see, this, this, except for that one instance where he's like, you mean AI? Uh, this was a perfect way to deliver exposition because he's a new guy. He, he, he's, he's like, he's unaware of anything that's happening. So they need to explain it to him. And the way they explain it to him is in a way that like, in the same, like Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. These, these are new people coming in. They need to know what's happening. Here's yes. the explanation. Yeah. And it's like, it do, it's not distracting like, oh, what? Are you, you, that, that was for me. You're saying that for me, the audience. Great. Like, I'm a child. But no, the, the way that they, they had to explain it to Neo was a great, way around the exposition because mm-hmm. they, they gave you the information you needed without it being obviously like hey you, you're gonna need to know this for later guys mm-hmm. hey you obviously, over there in, uh, in the second row pay attention to this part it, it was it was it was beautiful it was this 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 was a well put together movie in in every aspect of, and i just i can't until the kung fu no i even like that okay especially after all the bullshit that we watch on this show <laughs> So many bad movies. It just it, this rises so much higher now, mm-hmm. based on the the just the the cinematography, the the storyline, the way that it progresses. This is the way a movie should be mm-hmm. versus ninety seven percent of the crap that we talk about on the show. Uh-huh. Well, that's kind of the point. Yes, yes. It makes you appreciate a good movie when you see one. But this, sometimes watching a bad movie is fun. It, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So they're going in explaining exposition about the, the the whole world and how everything's dead, and because the the they because they said that we're the humans are the ones that blocked out the sun because the yeah the we're AI. not sure who who struck the first blow, but we know we blocked out the sun because I guess the robots are like Superman they take their power from the sun, so let's try to knock them out. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all right. He, he unplugs. I don't believe it. No, no, it's not real. Mm-hmm. And he throws up, and he's all like, Aah. "Well, he 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 wakes out of the training program." Yeah, and he throws up, and then that's when they do the whole fucking. He goes, "All right, I'll I'll buy into it." Or he says something. Well, like he finally agrees. Like, okay, I'll I'll see what you're what you guys are up to. And yeah, they plug him into the program. Yeah, he's sitting there like, and for ten hours, there's no going back, is there? No. Yeah. But even if you could, would you want to? That's Morpheus. But Cipher would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> find out in a second. Because ignorance is bliss. Is bliss. <laughs> it's a right? really shitty harp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, he comes in. He and they're like, "All right, start time for training." Mm-hmm. He gets in. He plugs in, and uh, and then there's, there's APOC. We got all these programs you're supposed to go through first, which is major uh-huh. boring shit. So let's start with the fun <laughs> stuff. And uh, he's like, "All right." Uh, it starts off with like uh, Taekwondo or something. Mm-hmm. Worst part in. of the movie. Yeah. What? Worst part of the movie. Whoa, whoa, this, this, whoa! This was amazing to me. The, 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 when he first acknowledged that you can learn stuff, he he pretty much he downloads information into his head. He, he uh, Apoc puts in a, a disc again with the weird discs, but he puts in a disc into the computer and he's like, like oh, like I know kung fu. I know kung fu. He's like ah, oh. it's like he's learning so many things. He's gone for like what I think they said fourteen hours straight of just learning. Yeah, he's like he's a machine. And then uh, he comes to and he tells Morpheus, I know Kung Fu. Show me. Show me. 
then boom, they come into a dojo and like, all right, they start they, and they start they start sparring. You didn't like this part, Maestro? No. What? <laughs> what is that to like about this part? Because none of it made sense. What? You, what? This is kung fu. He's cheating. Uh, uh, please, please explain. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> let's let's think about it this way. The martial arts that, that that Keanu Reeves was doing along with what's his name? Morpheus. 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 That it was. What? 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 How what? do you not know Morpheus? That's his name in real life now. He changed it. Really? It's not Larry Fishborn anymore. Like Med, like it's like, Morpheus. Like world, like Meta med- med- World Peace. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll also accept Jack Car- Jack Crawford too. Yeah, Crawford, um, I'll accept it. Okay. Right. Well, the reason why I'm <laughs> saying in quotations or parentheses after the name okay. Morpheus. Well, the reason why I'm <laughs> saying so is like all the techniques that he was doing wouldn't have worked no matter what he tried. Well, you also got to think this is he. This is not ju- he. He has learned pretty much every martial arts up to this point. Yes. So maybe this is some sort of crazy hybrid of everything. None of them do those moves. I disagree. Not like knowing, that. Knowing about 1% of what you know <laughs> about Kung Fu and any kind of martial arts, I, I'm going to disagree. Not to mention when he <laughs> runs up the wall. Right. I mean, even though that he's supposed to be super, super powered, he's got the ability to make almost like gravity, like non-existent, right? Right. But it's based upon what he can do with himself, not with everything else, right? Right. But when he pushes off, the angle that he comes off with just takes me out. It's like he's going at a specific angle directly aimed towards uh, Morpheus during that attack. When when he kicks off, he shouldn't be going that direction to begin with. Oh, okay. When, when he's like slow motion floating yeah, above him? Yeah. Makes, it, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, did, I, did, I did notice that too. Like the, the, the uh, physics don't work in that specific way. But then it gets explained right after that. Morpheus is like, oh, why did I beat you? You're faster than me. You think my muscles or my skill have anything to do in this place? You think that's air you're breathing? It's kind of like, oh, yeah, shit, this is all fake. Yeah. So you can bend the rules. You can, he, has, he even says that. Uh, some rules can be bent. Some rules can be broken. This, yeah. this is all up to you. Yeah. And he, he's trying to get that out of Neo. Yeah. Try to like... You are free to do whatever the fuck you want. Well, yeah, I understand that, but it, considering the fact that he didn't know that before, then he was expecting yeah. a certain speci- uh, okay. specific gravity to ha- take effect, and that did not happen. And this is where he tells him he's the one, right? He I tells him, I think uh, he goes, "I believe you are the one." Uh, Th- I think that was during w- after he threw up. Oh yeah, but b- before the kung fu thing, he's 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 telling him, uh, "Yeah, oof." Okay, then then they go to the uh, the the agent training program. Oh, the this red is pretty, dress. This is pretty cool. The red dress. Yeah. Where they, they're walking through a bunch of crowds and uh, Morpheus is walking through seamlessly and everybody else is bumping Neo for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And uh, he thinks he's in the real world, but he's not. He's like, this is a program. Pause. Um, he sees a girl in a red dress walk by. He's distracted. Turns back around. There's Agent Smith pointing a gun at him. It stops the whole program. This is what you need to understand. That there are free people like us and there are people that are plugged into the Matrix. Everybody's an enemy because... Anybody can become an agent at any time, mm-hmm. and this, he's, try, he's trying to get this point across to to Neo. Again, setting up setting up the rules. Still, this, this, this is all this is all going to come into play later. Uh-huh. But the way that it's being it's being delivered is like understandable. And yes, I'm. It makes sense based on this world that you've developed for me. I now I'm I'm, I'm understanding it more and more and more. At the beginning, at the, uh, the first scene where he's jumping across the building is like what the what. That doesn't make sense. Now they're going through and explaining how things work. And this this is why the second and third movie sucks so bad is because they I think they got high off of their own like explaining shit mm-hmm. uh drugs, whatever they were pushing. Because now they're trying to explain even more stuff. Now they're explaining everything. Do you remember what I told you about Halloween? 
the the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Okay. Remember how I said in the original Halloween that we never aired? Yeah. That episode? Right. Remember how I said that the reason Michael Myers is scary is because you don't know why he's a killer? Oh, uh, yeah. He's just like he's just like almost like a, a supernatural being. Like why how'd you go from a kid to this big killer? Right. They, no, they never explain why and it makes mm. sense. It's perfect. But then when you go into these shitty Rob Zombie movies, you see he was like from white trash. Like sometimes you don't have to explain everything. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to let it be. Yeah. So, some mystery is good. Exactly. But but like in like in the second third matrix they start explaining vampires and yes. and ghosts the and twin, the, yeah. everything is and like And then there's uh, the the programmer yeah. who's more powerful than the oracle and Right. The key, the, the key master, uh-huh. I think they call him. Mm-hmm. The the Asian dude, right? Right. Yeah. It's like, all right, now you're getting too crazy. Yeah, and he's, he's he's like uh, not literally, but almost literally walking on water. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, so a lot of Jesus. This, yeah, we, we got it. Thank you. You have Trinity, which is the right Holy Father, 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 Son of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit, the one who's probably pretty much Jesus Christ, right? Who's here to save? Who died know, and came back and from the living? Back. Yeah, or yeah, from the dead. The the Nebuchadnezzar, ne- Nebuchadnezzar. Yes, right? that's a Zion. That's, Zion. That's yes. a huge religious uh-huh. marker. Huge religious marker. Yep. Anyway, we'll keep on going. <laughs> so, okay, so, so at this point, Cypher is getting a little jealous. Uh, you, you already see Cypher because uh, uh, Trinity goes and That's takes Joey Pants. Joey Pants, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, Trinity takes Neo some breakfast, and Cypher's like, uh, "Hey, so you never brought me breakfast? So you, you, are you buying this whole bullshit that he's the one?" Like, oh, I don't know, maybe I don't know. <laughs> All right, fine. Moving on. Well, basically, Cypher likes Trinity. That's what explains mm-hmm. why he's so jealous. Yeah. So, and then and then it cuts to a scene where you see uh, you see Cypher talking to Agent Smith. And this, again, just like, what? It's What is happening? What is happening? Okay. Before you go, yeah. I have a question. Yes. APOC, what's his name? APOC? APOC. And Tank? Yes. Yeah. They were born in the real world. Yes. So they were never put into the Matrix. Right. Children of Zion. Yes. So at, we also mentioned, you've seen the fucking Matrix audience. <laughs> There's like five people who haven't seen this goddamn movie. Right. Even my mom saw this movie. She right. didn't get it, but she at least <laughs> fucking saw it. Like, everybody's seen this movie. Yes. So you know what Zion is. You know what's happening. Yeah. How come if their job is just to watch numbers go up and down all day? How come they didn't see Cipher meeting Agent Smith? Probably, I I had that question also. I have the answer to okay. that because he was the one that was supposed to be watching. But he, but how can he 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 can't plug himself in and unplug himself from the Matrix? Can he? Yeah, don't you have to be unplugged from the operator? Somebody has to call you to get you out of the Matrix. Yeah. Hmm. So that that was a little a little disturbing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. How maybe could... they trust them enough; they don't have to watch them. Or maybe they just had the call going the whole time. Eh. Automated <laughs> phone calling, scroll text. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, that, that did bother me a little bit. But again, I just because there's, there's too much other awesomeness to, to focus on to push past it. I really like this scene. So good when he talks about the steak. Yes. Where he goes, I know this isn't real, but the Matrix is telling me that this is a fat, juicy steak, and it'll melt in my mouth. Mmm. And it's and it's cooked medium rare, which is exactly how you're supposed to eat a steak. None of this well done bullshit. No, no, no. I used to be a well done guy. Oh God, I and hate then, well done. And then I developed taste buds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Now I'm medium. Even I'm almost even medium rare. Sometimes. Oh, me, try medium rare, dude. It's, it's so good. Oh, it's good. It melts in your mouth. Absolutely. You think Hannibal's cooking up the ah. human flesh? Medium, medium rare? No, no. That's, that's like almost raw. That's that's um from uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, burnt to a crisp or blaze of pulp. Those are those are the two options oh, yeah, yeah, Buscemi yeah. gave, but anyway, so he he's meeting with the agent Smith mm-hmm. to like to trade out 
He he wants to. Be, he he doesn't want to be part of the Matrix anymore. He's done with it. He he doesn't like this whole world that he's living in with the Nebuchadnezzar and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So he's telling Agent, "All right, so you put me back in the factory. Uh, I give you. Uh, I want to be rich. Somebody important. Maybe an actor. Like an actor. Yeah. And Agent Smith was like, "Done. Absolutely. All you need to do is give me the codes to Zion. Like, no, 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 no. I I don't have those, but I can get you the guy to get that does have them. Morpheus. Morpheus. Mm-hmm." Yeah. So. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love Joey Pants. Yeah. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. So he's good, good in everything. And so he's good. in Memento, too. And yes. Daredevil. Yes, he is. Yes. He's Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. Teddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Teddy, Teddy Barnes? Teddy, Teddy B? Teddy D? I don't know. Yeah, sure. One of those. And Daredevil, yeah. He's the guy who throws the cigar and it lights up oh, yes. D.D. Yes, the uh, the Jake Johansson of uh, the Daredevil world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the gang goes into the Matrix to visit the Oracle. Yes. Uh, who she tells Neo that he's not the one. Right. But he actually is the one. Right. Well, had he she doesn't tell him. She she doesn't oh, come out and say you're so, not the she's one. She's so cryptic yeah. about it. She says you're not yet ready. Yeah. I think you're waiting for something. Like what? I don't know. Maybe another life. Insinuating. Insinuating foreshadowing mm-hmm. he's gonna die yes <laughs> but uh, this, is, this is another good part of, the, of this of this scene when he goes to visit the oracle where uh he first walks in and she tells him uh and hey, don't worry about the vase oh uh, what vase turns around breaks the vase I'm like oh sorry it's like i said don't worry about it now the thing that's gonna really fry your brain is would you have broken the vase if i didn't say anything about it which it sets up everything that she says mm-hmm. everything he tells anybody and she anybody she tells anybody is kind of like writing history because of what she told the people they will now have new actions to make that true mm-hmm. this, is, this is why you can't if, if somebody knows the future if, if you tell somebody when they're going to die self-fulfilling prophecy it, yes it becomes self-fulfilling prophecy prophet of Pharaoh. yeah that one of those one of those so it's like it's just, and that's such a mind it's such a mind thing it's 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 because it's this this can apply to anything this mm-hmm. is this, this now goes above the matrix now into our lives if somebody tells you this is what's going to happen you're going to find a way to make it happen or if you believe in something enough you will make it happen yourself so this is it's so it's deep man it's, mm-hmm. it's deep oh so you, she says yeah you're not the, you're not the one he comes out more of just like oh yeah yeah you're the one right yeah she said it wait don't tell me that was for you <laughs> that was for you it's uh-huh. fine no big deal let's, let's leave mm-hmm uh, meanwhile, oh, by the way, when they first get into the into the Matrix, now to visit the Oracle, you see Cipher. He he opens his awesome cell phone, drops in the trash can. Mm-hmm. So, all right, now now we know a sting is happening. Mm-hmm. They're coming for you. Oh my God, it's so good. So, is this the glitch? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, they he's the cat. Yeah, the cat. He sees the cat, and then he goes, "Oh, that's deja vu." And they say, "Oh, that's a glitch." Everybody Matrix. freaks out. What? Yeah. <laughs> what did you see? And be. And because of this movie, whenever I whenever I have deja vu, I always think, "Oh, yeah, it's a glitch." Man. Absolutely, me too. Oh, you know it's a deep cut. I used, I used to think when I saw this movie when I was like 15, 16 years old, I used to think that let's say we are living in the Matrix. I used to think guys like Saddam Hussein and like Osama bin Laden were like super agents, like got mm. like super programs meant to like keep the population in control, like sort of like in in a check. Okay, and if like the Matrix exists back in the day, like that's Hitler, that's Mussolini, that's like Stalin, oh. like. Like, these are, like, super agents who were, like, yeah. tasked just to, like, fucking wreck everyone who tries to, like, well, if you think do all of, this crazy shit. Well, if you think about it this way, um, Mussolini's Hitler, 
what they did was they killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And if you believe in the, what the Matrix oh, is trying to do. I know, but I, that's just a, a theory you know, that these guys are like super agents. I, I went through a period of time where I, I thought the Matrix <laughs> was a real thing. I was just like, this this mm-hmm. makes so much sense. Uh, I, I'm very I'm an impressionable teenager. I just got out of my bubble. This could be reality. <laughs> <laughs> Jump into one to the other, huh? Right. <laughs> well, I was thinking that like like those people that you were talking about, they were actually programs to create conflict for the rest of the world. Because you remember how they said in the in the beginning the first Matrix was oh that's coming that's okay. coming later but oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no we can talk about it now go for it yeah okay. this thing how the the first Matrix there was there was a complete like bust utopia it was a utopia where no one got hurt or killed or whatever else have you everything was fine happy dandy and people wouldn't accept it yeah they so, rejected it yeah they rejected it and they lost crops they said like fields yeah, full crops of humans were were lost because of that so that's I think the reason why they're putting all this in there is because all these people I don't. I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll jump ahead a little bit, but what, what Agent Smith was eventually telling Morpheus was that hum, humans base their existence on their struggles and the things like the, 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 the bad, the tragedies in their life. That's what they base their lives around. So without those tragedies, they, they reject the reality of, of the utopia. So that's why the utopia didn't work because if everything's great, your body's like, Mm, or your brain is no 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 that's not right i'm not meant to be happy this way i gotta you have to go through struggle to appreciate the happiness mm-hmm. which is one of the best things i took away from south park uh there's an episode where oh, it doesn't matter we, too much major to talk about so uh, deja vu happens mm-hmm. <laughs> he sees the cat walk by and then he's like oh they're freaking out a uh, deja vu apparently means that the uh the AI that's controlling the Matrix has rewritten something. They changed something in the world. Deja vu is is a, a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. So now they're freaking out. Uh, they go like, "We gotta, we gotta call Apoc." Cipher goes to grab his phone. Trinity says, "No, they'll trace your phone. Here's mine." Another problem I had. If, the, if, the, if this is a team, a, co- a cohesive team, why is his phone traceable and hers is not? Unless she's already thinking he's a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Or something. Well, it's a good thing that he, she said that though, because his phone's in a trash can outside. Unless, of course, he's used it too many times, and they, they can figure it out. But these it's, phones are generated from the program inside the true. I'm Matrix saying programming I, software. I, I, think of it like an IPS, an IP address. Uh, uh, you you keep on running from the sa- you keep on running with the same thing. Eventually, they'll find you. So if you use it too many times, but up to this point, I feel like Trinity's in the Matrix more than Cipher is. That's, so her well, phone would be more traceable. Well, if you look at it more so, Cypher's been in there more than Trinity. Trinity's been there from just the beginning of the movie. Cypher's been there more than once. Well, she goes in to watch Neo. Yeah. It's been established. She goes in to watch him. Yeah. Like, creepy, but also, like, if I had a sexy chick watching me. True, but that, not, but that might also be just <laughs> right. Trinity. It might be other people doing it on different watches, too, as well. Okay. I guess that's true. Anyway. So, Agent Stormin, mm-hmm. or not agents yet, uh, just uh, SWAT, SWAT team. Yeah. They come storming in, and... uh they call Apoc. We need blueprints, and they and they go into the walls. This now here comes. Uh, how about this kung fu thing? Yeah, what? Where he where he where he finds Agent Smith in the bathroom. They're 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 inside the walls. The agent finds they find out that they're in the walls because because uh, Cipher coughs. Uh, the agent bursts through the walls, grabs Neo, and Morpheus like oh no! And he bursts through the walls and he tackles the agent, and then they start fighting and in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. What about that? What about that fight scene? It's fine. Talk on. It, honestly, great. honestly, it was pretty cool when I first saw it. But every single thing that they did in the movie, except for the basically that part, the most, um, didn't 
make sense to me, like, logically for a fight scene. Okay. It just looked like everything was, like, in suspended animation. and Not suspended animation, but suspended without gravity. And whatever punches they were pulling didn't really look like they had an effect the way that what it should have. All right. So, so it turns out you're too involved with actual martial arts to enjoy this movie. Yes. Okay. All right. So, now... And the reason why this was such a good scene to me was because we we had just seen Morpheus pretty much kick Neo's ass in the training mm-hmm. program. Now you see Morpheus, the same guy fighting against an agent, and he's getting his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. It just showcases these agents. Wow, mm-hmm. these these are the real deal. These these are super strength, right? Absolutely, and super speed. And there's a scene where he's like doing a thousand punches in a second. Yeah. It's like it was it was it was nuts. It was great. Oh, by the way, we should forgot to mention uh, when when Neo was talking to Oracle, the Oracle tells Neo. Uh, there's, you're gonna have a choice to make at some point. It's gonna be your life or Morpheus's life. Morpheus believes so blindly that you are the one that he will sacrifice his life for yours, and it'll be your choice to decide whether he lives or you live. So he's like, no, 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 no. But because in his mind, he's not the one. So Morpheus is gonna die in vain. So he's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 we can't do that. They end up escaping. They get out of the Matrix. Wait, no, no, no. No, they don't. What happens next? Oh, okay. So they <laughs> they need to go to a. I'm not gonna be able to get it out. Yeah, with, the, with the words. I know. I know. <laughs> they call APOC. Yeah, and they tell him where to go. And uh, oh no! First, Joey Pants gets out. Right. Of the matrix. The first. He calls the operator and he gets out first. So he's now he's in the real real world. Right. He attacks the brothers. Tank with that, and with that fucking electric. Oh, dozer. Electric. Uh, t- tank. Tank and dozer. Oh yeah, that's right. Apoc is in the Matrix with him. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I got it. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. So he hits him with that elect- weird electric gun, and then they can't leave because now Joey Pants is in control right. of of the operator. It's like it's like desk. right right when Tank calls to get Trinity, Neo, Apoc, and Switch out of the Matrix, mm-hmm. uh, he gets shot. The line goes yeah, dead. He attacks him. Yeah. So then Neo's like, "Oh, the line went dead or something." Yeah. And then it's he calls him and he tells him what's going on and he unplugs. Um, APOC, and then he unplugs. Uh, Not like Switch. This. What's her name? Switch. Not like this. That that was great. Not that, like this. That was, with her I, southern accent. I quote that no, line. I thought that was a Russian like, accent. I don't know. I, I quote that line in regular life. Uh, not often, but okay. every now and then, because like she knows she's about to die, uh-huh. and she's like, no, 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 they no, can't. Not like this. This is not how I'm supposed to die. Yeah. So I random situations. So something happens when we get thrown out of bar because like my friend got too drunk and threw up. Like no, no, not like this. <laughs> just like just any yeah. any occasion I can use that line. I love using it because it just, it just it was it was again it was powerful because she looks at everyone else when she says yeah it. she's like about to die like no 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 yeah. I know I'm about to die please yeah. pulls the plug and she dies mm-hmm. eyes roll back she's dead and then this is the part you like Adam yeah where he's about to unplug Neo and he tells. Trinity. I mean, if Neo really is the one, yeah. there's got to be some miracle that's going to stop me from pulling yeah. this plug. Now, you never answered me earlier. Do you buy into Morpheus' bullshit? Tell me. Do you believe he's the one? Yes or no? Yes. No. I don't oh. believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Tank standing up with like, the gun. Yeah, believe it or not, you son of a bitch, you're still going to fry. Yeah. And blast him. Like, ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Neo. Uh, okay. Wait. What happens now? They then, get back in. Then the they go back to the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. So that that phone that phone doesn't work anymore for some reason. No, no, no. It's not that it, it doesn't it work. Works. It's it's just that um, Joey Pants took over and he prevented the them from coming back in. Yeah. Right. But then why are they why are they running to the train station? 
Because no. they, they were they were at the phone ready to get don't they called go to the, back in. Don't they, doesn't he fight him? And oh no, that's a subway station. Yeah, that that's happens later. Story. Never that mind. Happens later. No, that happens like right now. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that you're right. I think the phone's dead. Yeah, they, they maybe they so cut they, the hard lines. Yeah, yeah. So they they got to run to find the new. Oh phone. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, the they couldn't they couldn't get him in there. So they so um, tank uh, routes him to the next available access point. Right. Yeah. So they they go into the train station or subway station. And uh, Trinity's about to give a love speech, like, hey, I know you're the one because of what they, she told me, the Oracle, but uh, never mind. Let me go back into the Matrix. Mm-hmm. So she answers the phone. As soon as she answers the phone, you see the uh, the homeless guy in the, in the subway station become the agent. And she's like, ah! And she's gone. And now Neo's there with the agent. And like, oh, there's an agent there. And he's about to run, turns around, like, he started, he's like starting to, wait, where's Morpheus at this point? Morpheus has been taken. Oh, he's been captured. That's right. Morpheus is captured. In the bathroom, he got captured. The yeah, they took him away. Oh, God, so many things. So many things. No, 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 no. I think you jumped too far ahead. Yeah, that's what I think because too. they have to rescue Morpheus from the building. Right. No, but this, but this is this is this is before no, he fights him in the train. The whole, it, this is when he becomes the one. Yeah, and he blows up Agent Smith. No, 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 no. Yes, in subway station. Okay, this is what happens. Okay, as Tank gets them out. Okay, and then they say they got to find Morpheus. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. God damn it. Okay. Ah, oh. you're jumping too fast. Uh, too much adrenaline. Pants back on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so so they get out of the Matrix, and they're sitting there, and uh, Neil's like, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, Morpheus is being uh, interrogated now. He's taken to the room. He's being interrogated, and they're sitting there like, we got to unplug Morpheus. We got to unplug him. He's, he knows the codes to Zion. It'll destroy everybody. Uh-huh. And Neil's like, no, 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 no. Uh, the Oracle told me this would happen. Uh and she and she tells Trinity, "I'm not the one." He's like, "What? No, what? No, but you, no, no, you can't. You are, but no." Mm-hmm. And I got it. I can't. All right, Morpheus did what he did because he believes in something. Yeah, I believe in something too. I believe I can save him. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go in. Everybody, get in. Uh-huh. Best, best gun scene in any movie ever, ever. Better than the John Wick. Uh, yes, Fight Club, Absolutely. the nightclub scene. Yes, that was Better, pretty good gun scene. It was pretty damn good. But not like this. Okay. That, that that was more like realistic. Good. Okay. This is this is just oh so much. It's just that when she's every running. every kid that ever had a gun, a fake gun in his hand, mm-hmm. this is what they think about when yeah. they're doing any kind of gunfighting in pretend time. Mm-hmm. Why are you staring at me again <laughs> like this? Because <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say some shit about this not being. No, I've already anymore. said my piece. Okay. <laughs> I feel the same way. So they so they they load up on guns. They walk into the uh, it's a government building. Uh-huh. So they walk in metal detector. Beep. Oh, I have to uh, wand you down. Opens up his jacket. So many guns. Like what the? And he starts unloading. Turning yeah. comes in, kills everybody. The huge lobby fights in. Huge Columbine massacre. Oh my god. <laughs> everything slow motion. You see the debris flying mm-hmm. off all the pillars and everything is just this. This was this was amazingly shot. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I agree. It was amazingly shot. The shots were very well done. Uh-oh. I just... Come on, man. She's climbing up the wall without any... It's almost like she's cartwheeling up the wall with like... Because she can bend the rules. She's yes. Not, there she... is no spoon, maestro. I understand that, but there's no <laughs> movement either from her legs. She's just kind of like... Bloop, bloop. She's a little stiffer than, than, than Keanu Reeves is. Yes. I'll give you that. Ke- Keanu Reeves is pretty damn stiff in this movie. Well, no, he's, he's, he's more fluid. My arse. <laughs> you saw them in the Kung Fu bit where he's basically trying to basically um, with that stick okay. foo his uh, Morpheus right. on okay. the side. And then after that, I mean, all of he does is like 
it's his entire torso is stuck in one position while his arms flail around, flail around during the entire fight. And then Trinity, when she's jumping all over the place, she's not even jumping. She's just kind of like putting her leg up there, and then it's moving for her. It's weird. There, okay, there, there was uh, this was back when this movie came out, ninety nine, right? There was a uh, you remember Dod. Day of Defeat, yes. Yeah, there was a video game. There was also there was a what was the other one? Team Fortress. Yes. There was there was a version. They they modded those games and made a Matrix game. It was, yes. I think it was called Resistance or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where you you could you was you could be you could be Neo or you could be a regular guy and you were you were somersaulting all through mm-hmm. the game, firing bullet time and everything. And it's just like it was it was it was right after this movie that it was huge. It died mm-hmm. off real quick. After the second movie came out, it was like, meh, not that game anymore. But the, the scene where he's cartwheeling, he picks up the, he picks up the gun mid cartwheel and is shooting while still cartwheeling, blowing everybody away. Kicks, oh, Trinity kicks the shotgun out of a guy's hand. It goes up over his head and behind him and blasts him. Holy Christ. That's amazing gunplay. Mm-hmm. And Adam. Yeah. And then it's the scene you like. Yeah. It's the smell. Yes. So they they uh, uh I need a second. Hold on. Okay. Such a good Morpheus scene. is is he's they're doping him up. Yeah. Truth they, serum or they something. Give him some truth serum. And apparently, what's happening now is they gave him some sort of serum where because because he is pretty much a computer generated version of himself into the Matrix. Yes. They're, they're, the serum is is like is a hack. It just mm-hmm. takes a matter of time. No yeah. matter how strong your will is, you will crack eventually. His will is strong, so it takes longer. But it's just a matter of time before he does crack. So they're trying to get him before that happens. So Agent Smith is up there. This, this, this is when I fell in love with this guy. It was, it was, it was a great... Hugo Weaving? The what? Hugo Weaving. Yeah. That's the actor's name. What's his name? Let's see. Oh. Yeah. Seems like such a mild name. Hugo? To, Hugo Weaving. It just uh, it doesn't carry Hugo. like Agent Smith. It just well, carries... Anyway. Yeah. So he's telling him about like... Um, I don't want to be part of this world anymore. I'm sick of it. It's the smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, yeah, he talks about humans being viruses because mm-hmm. you jump from one resource to the next, consuming it until it's gone and then go somewhere else. You're a virus. You're not mammals. You're, mm-hmm. you're plague. And, uh, and we are the cure type of thing. More of a top of enlightenment. It's a Deadpool reference. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's kind of, he, he wants to get out. He unplugs himself from the matrix. He's, he's like pleading with, with Morpheus almost and just like, just it's 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 an emotional scene for a computer, which is which is kind of like walking a weird line, mm-hmm. but I think it was still done pretty pretty tastefully. Meanwhile, while this is happening, uh, uh, Neo and Trinity get up to the roof, and there's another small fight scene, and this is where the agent shows up. Again, they talk about agents. This is the bullet time scene. Yes, this is the like one of the most cop parodied scenes in movie history. Absolutely. Where he bends backwards to avoid the bullets. They, now, they, they've talked briefly about agents. Uh, I've seen a guy empty the entire clip on an agent and hit nothing but air. Uh-huh. This is when you see that. He's yeah. Neo. They're like, oh, Trinity! And he just he unloads two... He has two guns. He's firing at him, and the agent does this weird kind of dance. Again, why, but my thought, my thought as a kid watching this, I shoot him in the leg. Mm-hmm. His legs, his legs aren't moving. <laughs> his, his, his upper torso is just like woo, flailing around, dodging uh-huh. all the bullets. His legs are, are stationary. Shoot the leg. Uh, doesn't happen. Uh, but then Neo does the same kind of thing. He dodges the bullets and uh, nicks him. Yeah, he, he nicks him. Trinity then shoots the agent. He's dead. Now they got the helicopter. Hey, can you fly that thing? Not yet. Call tank. Download. 
pilot program for a helicopter into Trinity's head and just, just let's go. Uh again, I wish I could learn that fast. Everything about the movie is just like cool. I want that for my life. Uh-huh. They get the helicopter coming down. Now here's this might be a rail gun. Or a chain gun. Whatever yeah. it is. He Neo starts unloading and but the way he's firing is like it would have hit it would have hit Morpheus. But yeah. fine, who cares? Kill, kills all the agents. Uh, Morpheus comes to. He breaks free the chains. He runs, jumps, doesn't make it. Neo jumps out, grabs him. They start escaping. Drop Morpheus on a roof. Oh, we're going through this too fast, but we've already taken a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to just move it along. Uh, okay. Oh, another amazing. Ama- so many amazing scenes. All right. <laughs> I hope you guys are as animated about your movies as I'm going to be about The Matrix here. I will for mine. Okay, thank God. Give me enough caffeine, I will be. (laughs) So the the helicopters are going down because the agents shoot it, and uh, Neo decides I'm gonna I'm gonna save this helicopter. So he 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 wraps the cord around his arm. Trinity uh, breaks the the chains from the helicopter. She flies out. Helicopter goes into the building. Great effect, ripple effect of the glass. Uh Then shatters, and then she pulls him up. And Morpheus like, yeah, see, see. Mm-hmm. Told you, you're the one. Told you. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, Morpheus, I'm not. Hey, the Oracle told you what you needed to hear. Oh, all right. More well, foreshadowing type of thing. Right. Oof. Oof. And then this is the subway scene. Yes. They, they're running, and uh, Morpheus leaves first. Then Trinity says that um, the Oracle said that I would fall in love with the one. Right. No, no, that happens later still. That's when, she, that's when he's already dead. But, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so he fights the he fights the agent. Oh yeah, he gets fucked up by the agent. Right. Oh yeah, we're back to the subway. Yeah, subway goes in the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, the he, uh, the agent ends up getting hit by the train. Yeah. And uh, Neo's alive, and then the agent pops up again. Ah, oh, now it's time to run. So now he's running. Oh, here's another here's another th- another thing that bothered me as a kid, mm-hmm. which I caught again here. There, there's a scene where he's uh, running down the alleyway. Ah, uh, I need some help. I need some help. And <laughs> Tank's help is door. Oh. There's a door there. Uh-huh. He goes, he kicks the door. But the way this was edited bothered me a little bit because it, sh- it shows him, he kicks the door and then mm-hmm. it cuts to the inside shot where the door's been kicked in. And just that little cut in between him kicking is like, all right, that was an obvious different scene. Is that too technical? It just, bo- that, I remember that bothered me as a kid. Semantics. All right. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> he goes in room 303. <laughs> he, he's running through the door, running through the, the, the hallway. He gets to room 303 finally, opens the door. Agent Smith is standing there, and it cuts. It's like, and, and this is again. This is this is another perfectly shot piece because mm-hmm. if that was you, that's that's how you would experience it. He walks in. Oh, sound goes really dim, slows down. If you, if he's, if you got shot, you're like that's your death scene. That's the whole life flash before your eyes type of thing where everything slows down. Like you don't realize you got hit until later. Like oh, I'm shot. Mm-hmm. Shot again. Shot again. Backs up against the wall. Agent Smith continues to unload on him, and he's dead. And that's when Trinity, back in Nebuchadnezzar, is like, no, you can't be dead. You're the one because Oracle told me that I'd fall in love with somebody, and that person would be the one. So you can't be dead, you see, because I love you. <laughs> so, he comes back to life. <laughs> what? No, I just, well, like, I was watching you actually uh, physically <laughs> do it. And, and this continues the Jesus Christ right. analogies. So, so Neo gets up, back in the Matrix again. Stands up, the agents all turn to unload on him. And he just slowly, no, puts his hand up, bullet stop in midair, confused by the bullet somehow, picks one up, they all drop. Mm-hmm. And then the agent comes at him, he starts 
like starts trying to fight him, and Neo just like he's just bragging at this point, just puts my hand behind his back, like yeah, I got you, I got mm-hmm. you, super fast. And then he he, he dives inside the agent, which is a little weird, mm-hmm. but he dives he dives inside Agent Smith because he because there's Not, no spoon. Was it Smith? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. Oh yeah, it was Smith. I got, I know they had a couple other ones that were staring at him and ran away afterwards. This is before. very they important. Run away after yeah. this is very important for the later movies because when when he jumps into Smith in the later movies, that's what makes Smith. Break away from the Matrix control, yeah. and becomes his own agent, mm-hmm. which is kind of it's a cool plot device. That I liked mm-hmm. in the second, third movies. Agent Smith's role, great. Everything else is kind of like man. Although Merovingian, I kind of liked also the uh, cursing in French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he blows up Agent Smith. Other agents are like, "Oh shit!" They bail, and uh, oh shit, what happens now? That's about it. They run, yeah. and it cuts back to nothing. It's black again. And now the he, final scene... He makes a phone call yes. to the machines. The final scene is kind of like the beginning scene where it's, mm-hmm. where it's a phone call thing. Where he's, talk, he's talking to the machines. Like, uh, I know you're out there. I can feel you now. And uh, this is not going to end the way you want. And this is not this is not how the story ends. This is how it begins. And then he, then he flies off. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, <laughs> I don't like that part. Uh-huh. Because he doesn't do much flying in the other movies. Oh, a yeah, little bit, does. a little bit, but it's not like it's again. What if you have the, the power to fly? Scenes, you fly everywhere. <laughs> One of the fight scenes oh, yeah, is entirely true. done. We always in bring that up. Yes, if, if if he has that power now, the second and third movies should be like a cakewalk for him. If he can fly and flies always, true. He does fly. He does fly some, uh, but he, he there's 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 a Superman. Uh, thing there everyone says when superman tried to catch those lane in the first movie mm-hmm. it would it would like broke her in half broke her oh, neck yeah. at the speed thing same thing in the matrix movies but again <laughs> we're inside the matrix but anyway that's pretty much that's pretty much the end yeah that's the movie oh <laughs> you okay there I'm, I'm exhausted you feel better now i'm exhausted and have so much energy at the same time <laughs> did you use up all the tissue uh, uh, <laughs> yeah i guess i got a couple towels <laughs> So, uh, closing thoughts. I liked well, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're from Adam. Maestro? Huh? What are your closing thoughts on The Matrix? It was fine. I mean, I I enjoyed it for what the movie really was, mm-hmm. but like the action sequences and my knowledge behind it, it just kind of took me out of it for those parts. So, for me, great story, great idea. Mm-hmm. Action could be done better. Okay. I want to be upset with you, but based on your knowledge of martial arts, like I can understand the problems you might have. Me not knowing martial arts as well, it's like that's that's legit. <laughs> that was real kung fu, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, uh, I think I said this before we recorded or during. I forgot. Um, I really liked this movie when it first came out. I remember the last two movies threw me off of this one, but rewatching this one, it made me realize how good this one is. Mm. The first Matrix, right? Absolutely. And there's so many scenes in there. That I remember, like we reviewed Equilibrium at one yeah. point. This Equilibrium copied the Matrix, and right. we said if the Matrix never existed, Equilibrium would be yes, the Matrix, absolutely, for its fighting style and its. Yeah. It, it, they didn't do bullet time, but they did the the, the gun kata, gun, gun katas, yeah. gun katas, yeah. But the one thing I do have to say, so is before like any of the listeners uh, come after me, um, the martial arts sequences they were done also with the uh, idea of the kung fu movies, the old school mm-hmm. kung fu movies with the high wire and mm-hmm. everything action, in idea in 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 plan for that idea as well. So it since it was somewhat of an homage to it, so it's kind of cool. But yeah, I, it's really hard to do well. <laughs> okay. 
Would you recommend the other two movies if you're just to complete the whole trilogy, Adam? Um, I, oh, you. Or should you just watch this and just le- let it go? Go ahead, Michael. What, what do you think? I feel like when I first watched the first movie, I felt like I wanted more. Yeah, absolutely. I felt like I needed to see more of what the story has to tell you. Uh, unfortunately, like everyone was saying, it didn't like live up to the hype for it because the first one was great, and then it went downward from there. But the storyline finished, so you got everything you needed out of it. But it wasn't as good as Star Wars or something where where it kept on building. Yeah, it just kind of fell apart. I think when you left the theater, you were like in your mind, you created your own backstory, and then when the Wachowskis gave you, yeah. A backstory, not necessarily the one you created. You were like, "Fuck that." Well, but- the, the th- thing is, I, I feel like the second one, I was still on board. Okay, I was still riding the wave of the first one. Mm-hmm. It was like little. I didn't like the whole explaining the vampires type of thing, but <laughs> y- you know what? It's still it was still pretty cool. Uh huh. And then the third one was just like that was just like a ah. Now you you just you ruined it all. Yeah. So I would say watch the first one, watch the second one. And then be done with it. Read on Wikipedia what? the synopsis for the third one. Well, I feel, but yeah, you would have to finish <laughs> yeah. it. But understand, it's not going to be good. So yeah. basically, watch well, the watch the first one, and if you want to see the rest of it, go ahead. But it's not. It's going to tear you down. Watch the first one. Enjoy the Christ out of it. Watch the second one, and enjoy it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And watch the third one just to get your closure. Okay. Well, that was our opinion of the movie, but like I said, the top of the show, we have lots of them, especially Adam, oh my but we have zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have I credentials. I fast-forwarded through at least 10 notes on my phone, just the so cred- you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my. Do you want to hear good reviews or bad reviews? Uh, bad first, so that I can leave a happy note. Okay. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone says, The Matrix soars with its feet in the air. The rest crash lands to Earth. What? That's... No, he didn't, I don't even think he watched the movie. <laughs> it's too vague. Uh, Stephen Rosen of the Denver Post says, The Matrix not only is a failure as a science fiction movie, oh. long, long on explanation, short on inspiration, but it doesn't do anything interesting with the futuristic vision that it takes forever to explain. He should have his license revoked <laughs> and it should be exiled. Uh, he, that guy should be in Guantanamo. Wow. <laughs> Straight to Guantanamo, huh? Uh-huh. Bob Graham of the San Francisco Chronicle says, It's astonishing that so much money, talent, technical expertise, and visual imagination can be put in the service of something so stupid. I don't... All right. Are we done with the battery? I, I feel one like more. It's depressing. Uh, one more? Okay. Yeah, I'll hear this. Lisa, Lisa Schwartzbaum of Entertainment Weekly says, A blast of Holly Kong glitz that never approaches the stylistic cohesiveness of, say, John Woo's face-off. Or the... Chris- <laughs> Or the charisma of that film's <laughs> star, John Travolta. Did you hear that? Or the charisma of the star, John oh Travolta. I would argue that Nick Cage is the star, is the lead of that movie. Oh, absolutely he is. Not Travolta. You were saying, Maestro? I, no, I agree. I love Face Off. <laughs> but they're two different kind of movies. Than, no, come on. They're both in the sci-fi kind of realm, but... That you do re- that's like comparing Event Horizon with Star Wars. They're both yes, sci-fi, yes, exactly, but they're different. Exactly. Well, good job. I well, feel like well, this well, is. Well said, I feel like this is an, a sci-fi action. That's pretty much how it is because you're going from A to B, A to B, A to C. You just keep on going. There's not enough time to really create uh, uh, a lot of acting. Really, I mean, a lot of it is just basically running. There's not, nothing wrong with this movie. All right, Adam. 
Good reviews. All right. Thank you. Mark Caro of the Chicago Tribune says, The Wachowskis and cinematographer Bill Pope take advantage of currently available technical trickery to create visually distinct levels of reality while setting high-speed cameras in motion to make the action sequences action sequences particularly dynamic and fluid. Nice. I feel like the people that didn't uh, give it good reviews didn't really have much to say. I mean, it literally was just like as a whole. Like, they didn't get invested into the movie at all. I agree. They're horrible human beings. That's not what I said. That's, that's what I heard. Todd McCarthy of Variety <laughs> says, A must-see among genre fans, especially guys in their teens and 20s, for whom the script's pretentious mumbo-jumbo of undergraduate mythology, uh, religious mysticism, uh, and technobabble could even be plus rather than a, rather than a dramatic liability. All right. I don't like that good review. That guy's a dick. <laughs> no, I agree with that one, actually. <laughs> Kenneth Turan of the LA Times says, A widely cinematic futuristic thriller that is determined to overpower the imagination. The Matrix combines traditional science fiction premises with spanking new visual technology in a way that almost defies description. All right. And last good review, Roger Ebert of the Chicago oh, Sun-Times yeah. says, The Matrix did not bore me. It interested me so much. It interested me so much, indeed, that I wanted to be challenged even more. Nice. What if I? What if that was just his review? The Matrix did not bore me. <laughs> I was afraid that was going to be the end of it. Oh, okay. like, oh come on! <laughs> now it's time for the game that everyone loves to play: the Rotten Tomatoes game. This oh. is part. This is the part of the show where I make the guys guess the score of the movie based on his Rotten Tomatoes score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from zero to one hundred amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59% is rotten, 60% to 84% is fresh, and 85% and up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Uh, audience? Okay. My bias is going to come in huge in this. 93%. Okay. Maestro? 84. It's 85%. Oh. Ooh. So Not horrible. So it's certified fresh. Okay, I'll take it. And the tomato meter, the critics? Critics, they they have to be on board with all the cool stuff they were doing. Just the, the way they were shot primarily with anything else. Storyline not having plot holes eh, much. Uh, 89. 92. 87%. Oh. So it's also certified fresh. All right. Good job, guys. <laughs> Adam, Paul Giamatti wasn't in this? No. Oh, <laughs> Always caught off guard by this. Always caught off guard. <laughs> this is oh the, okay. This is a segment. I I have I have a good one. This is a segment of the show where we ask who our most frequent actor Paul Giamatti, what role he would play in the movie. Adam, this is a slam dunk. This is Cipher. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was going with Cipher too. Enjoy. I was going for Tank. Enjoy pants. Tank. Yeah, because he gets so angry at one point. Tank's got a super small role in this one. True. But I thought that wasn't the part. But yeah, I no, I agree. I agree. I just, I just, I want more Giamatti for my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now it's time for trivia. This is part of the show where I give out little bits of facts or information you may not know about the movie. Uh, the Wachowskis approached. Oh, okay, remember what you said? You they showed the first ten minutes or the first, the opening yeah. scene. Yeah, and then they said, "Sorry, it's the Mummy." Yeah, and you were blown away. Absolutely. The Wachowskis approached Warner Brothers with the idea of the Matrix, and Warner Brothers balked at the budget they had submitted, which was well over eighty million dollars. Warner Brothers insist, instead agreed to give them only $10 million. The Wachowskis took the money and filmed the first 10 minutes of the movie, the opening scene with Carrie Ann Moss, using the entire $10 million budget. Wow. They then showed the executives at Warner Brothers the opening scene. They were they were so impressed and greenlit the original asking budget. Nice. Ballsy as hell, though. Yep. What if they said no? Like, oh, you just burned $10 million? <laughs> on 10 minutes. On 10 minutes? <laughs> and leather? 
Yeah. <laughs> Lots of leather. In the first 45 minutes of the film, Neo has 80 lines. 44 of these lines are questions. Just over half of his total dialogue, averaging at <laughs> roughly one question per minute. <laughs> That's beautiful. All scenes that take place within the Matrix have a green tint, as if watching them through a computer monitor, while scenes in the real world have normal coloring. The fight scene between Morpheus and Neo, which is neither in the real world nor in the Matrix, is tinted yellow. Hmm. Interesting. Gary Oldman what? was considered as Morpheus at one point, as well mm. as Samuel Jackson. No, I see him as Agent Smith. Yeah. Gary Oldman? I, I, yes. When he said that, I was like, oh, okay. Last one. Morpheus, no. Will Smith was approached to play Neo. Oh, I heard that. But turned down the offer in order to star in Wild Wild West future movie i'm sure will do he later admitted that at the time he was not mature enough as an actor and that if given the role he would have messed it up how you mess that up half of his fucking lines were questions other notable actors who turned down the neo role were tom cruise leonardo dicaprio mm. and nick cage oh thank god nick cage. <laughs> he turned it down yeah oh my god but this was still like around face off oh, okay era, nick true, cage true. got it so you would have loved it adam uh, I, I I don't know if it would have taken as much weight if it was a a cage. <laughs> well, the, well, their their delivery is similar. Like like the Wicker Man, the oh, what do you have in the bag? Like a shark or something? Like that's like a that's it's, totally a Keanu line, a true. delivery. He's more cartoony about it. I, I know, and he's got such an expressive, crazy face. Also true. Whoa. I can't. Like, I cannot see Nick Cage as a hacker. Yeah, like Nick Cage would just be like, Whoa. like he would have that weird <laughs> reaction to everything. In in need of the stoic, the stoic vibe that that yeah. Keanu Reeves brought to it. Guys, money makes the world go round. We want to put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year, so we can get a feel financially of how well this film held up to its peers. The budget for this movie was according. This is according to Box Office Mojo. I know the IMDb once said over eighty million. But according to Box Office Mojo, the budget for this was $63 million. Oh. Give me your guess for its total worldwide gross, the U.S. and overseas. Well, like, if, hold on. If, if it took $10 million to do the opening scene, uh -huh. $50 million to do the rest of the movie, that mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to me. But anyway. Uh, $310. Okay. $500. Whoa. In the U.S., this grossed 171.4 million. Okay. Overseas, it grossed 292 million, oh. bringing its worldwide gross to 463.5 million dollars. Oh, sorry, you went over. Is <laughs> <laughs> the price is right? What are, you, what are you doing here? <laughs> this film debuted in first place on the weekend of April 2nd, 1999, with 27.7 million dollars, mm. according to Box Office mm. Mojo. Adam, this is the third highest-grossing film in the category. Of Matrix-style movies? <laughs> action Wire Foo, where it is an action oh flick featuring God. wire work enhanced action. Please tell me Kill Bill is not number one. Number one is The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, my God. And number two is Mission Impossible 2. I don't remember a, a wire. Was it when he was climbing the rocks at the beginning? I don't remember anything in Mission <laughs> Impossible 2. Anyway, according to Box Office Mojo, Adam, this is the fourth highest grossing film in the category. Want to take a guess? Uh, post-apocalyptic man versus machine. Oh, okay. Number one is the Matrix Reloaded. Number number two is Terminator Two. Oh, and number three is Tron Legacy. Oh wow, that makes sense. Whoa, wait, wait. This is four. This is behind behind wait. Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy was good, Tron, dude. Yeah, Tron Legacy. Well, Tron Legacy made more money. Yeah, no, it was good, but it wasn't Matrix good. 
Well, yeah, ju- it was. just because it makes money doesn't mean it's good. Grown ups uh, makes mo- money. Uh, I guess. Okay. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Matrix is like that's an original idea. Yeah. Tron. It's piggybacking on the the Tron the the nostalgia from yeah, from, I know. from okay I'll, okay I'll I'll allow it. <laughs> they have light bikes, Adam. Right, light uh, bikes, and they made Jeff Bridges so young. This was the fifth highest grossing film of 1999. Your top five of 1999 were number one, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh my God! Number two, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Number three, Toy Story Two. All right. Number four, Awesome Powers, A Spy Who Shagged Me. <laughs> a lot of people consider 1999 to be one of the best movie releases, one of the best years for movies, because okay. it's those I just listed with the exception of episode one. I was talking about Awesome Powers today. American Beauty was the 13th highest grossing film. Oh. Galaxy Quest was the 30th highest ah, grossing film. Yeah. Fight Club was the 54th highest grossing Whoa, film. Oh, that's way too low. It's uh, because it wasn't that like yeah. hyped up. Cult classic, I get it. And then there's a ton of movies that came out this year that were like, if I were to read the whole list, you'd be like, oh, that came out that year? And ah. then Big Daddy was number seven. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not, like the- uh, not one of his worst. Yeah. I feel like they're just trying to pull it off before the Y2K bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you guys watch this on Amazon like me? No, I have I have DVD. I have collector DVDs of this. Oh, <laughs> how many collections do you have? But Collect- if people, but if people want to watch it on, Amazon. I mean, absolutely, I've watched this on Amazon. And the way I did that, guys, first I went to our website, <laughs> click on the link, go to Amazon from there. Shop or browse, watch as you normally would. Doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps support the show. Yep. Yep. Anything to contribute, Maestro? Um, I'm surprised the Matrix Reloaded actually got higher. I'm surprised with that as well. Well, it's because it's the the follow up to this, oh, so everybody was like, anticipating, hyped. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, Th- that to me means it made ninety percent of its revenue on opening weekend. <laughs> Probably. And four of them was like, mm, don't. Don't bother. Uh-huh. Okay. That could have been it. Interesting. Well, that's 1999's The Matrix, directed by the Wachowskis. If you want to contact us, check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers, and check out the other shows on the network as well. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spoilers show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at spoilers show. Check out and subscribe to the new YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and we will watch it before any other requests. Next week, our thankful month of good movies continues with my pick. And of course, it's a horror movie. All right. And of course, Yay. it stars Kurt Russell. Yeah. So there, he's only been in one horror movie. The Thing. The Thing. Yep. I'm talking about 1982's <laughs> The Thing, which is a remake of The Thing from the 19 The Thing from Another World from the 1950s, but it's also they made a shitty remake slash prequel to this thing in 2009, 2010, oh, somewhere geez. around there. Yeah. It sounds complicated. Yeah. So <laughs> This is my last ditch Hail Mary effort to get Adam to like a horror movie. Okay. Before next October. Right. <laughs> before I reload four more that <laughs> he might he might try to like. But this but I'm not doing this just because I want to try to get Adam on board. I this is probably my top five favorite movies of all time. Okay. Mm-hmm. The thing. 
I'll explain why next week. All right. I'll probably take over the way Adam did for the mm-hmm. Matrix. I, I expect I expect as much. Maestro should like this movie. I'm sure you've seen this Maestro. The uh, thing. I actually have it recorded on my DVR. Actually. There we go. Oh, mm-hmm. he'll love it. Adam's a big question mark. All right. Yeah. Never seen it. Never. See, uh... This is actually my favorite Kurt Russell movie. Too. Oh wow. Yep. See, the thing about it is though, is Hollywood wants to see if you'll like a horror movie. I'm looking for a movie that I love. That you hate. Well, no, 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 uh, no. I just explained. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I know exactly. Pay attention I, know. To my I actually legitimately I'll... love this movie. No, I understand. I'm saying I love the, the movie. I'm going to say uh-huh. I love as well. Okay. I just want to make sure that he hates it. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Very good. It, does yours involve uh, kung fu of some kind? I was thinking so first, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to <laughs> do that because it was just like pretty much a given. Because I knew uh-huh. he doesn't like those. No, I, I. It's not that I don't like them. It's just I don't like them. <laughs> See? No, I, I. I do good kung fu is I, I can get into, but my definition of good kung fu versus yours, is, I'm sure, is different. Yes, it is very different. Based on how much I love the fight scenes in the Matrix mm-hmm. and how much you did not like them. Mm-hmm. 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 And real quick, Adam, just to set you up with the uh, the thing, I'll, I'll give, I'll leave you with this. All right. This movie was directed by John Carpenter, the same guy who did They Live and Uh-oh. the original Halloween. Two yes. movies you didn't care for. Strike one and strike two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you got waiting for you. Okay. Well, one last thing before we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that people are going to be probably not as excited as I was about The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Before you comment about how bullshit I am about my excitement for this, watch it again mm-hmm. and then comment as you will. Yes. Because this holds up a lot. With the exception of the technology and the computers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but other than that, yeah. Right. This movie looks like it could have been made this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it was good because they also framed it in a way that this is based in the 1999 world. Mm-hmm. This takes place in the year 2020-something, something, yeah. rather, but they don't, nobody knows for sure. Uh-huh. But based on the world in 1999, it, it just it sets everything up so good. Yeah. Good. You okay? I'm all right. I'll be all right. Would Bruce Willis be considered an agent in our world? No. Oh. I'm going to say no, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot of soul searching to do. All right, guys. Check out The Thing on Amazon. <laughs> Go to our link. Or through our iTunes link on the page as well. Check out the thing for next week, and you will be uh, you will enjoy that movie. That's a guarantee. That's a promise coming oh, wow. from Hollywood. All Not right. you, Adam. I'm talking to the audience. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. This is Hollywood. I'm Maestro. I'm Adam. I need a towel.